So when it comes to healing ministry, I think it's something that we're all quite favourable towards. I mean, the idea of uh, the Lord miraculously healing us, the idea of going to Lourdes, for example, and going to the baths there and having your arthritis healed is great, or your your dementia, or your uh, creaking fingers, or tumours, or who knows what. The idea of a miraculous healing is fantastic. Great. So why doesn't the Lord do them a little more often? I mean, we want them, and he's good, apparently. So if he's good and we want them, then what's his problem? Why doesn't he cure us more often? Why aren't there more miraculous cures? Why is it that you can go to Lourdes and come back exactly the same? No offense to Lourdes or Our Lady or anyone there, but like, it doesn't always happen. Not everyone is cured. Why? What's the problem? What's the story? Now, I have heard this in certain circles, and it's, it's something I completely fundamentally disagree with. Uh, but sometimes uh, people would say, the Lord said, if you'd faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move and it would move, or say to this mulberry bush, be uprooted and planted in the tree, in the uprooted and planted in the sea. So, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, these things would happen. Therefore, if these things do not happen, it's your fault. You lack faith. So, if you're not healed, it's because you lack faith. Now, I fundamentally disagree with that one. Because there are all sorts of reasons that the Lord might choose to leave a person carry a cross for a while. All sorts of reasons. We're going to look at very, very few tonight, but um, uh, I just want to look at one. Because our gospel ended with the words, All those who touched him were cured. All those who touched him were cured. And I just think it would be absolutely fantastic if, you know, if, if someone had that kind of healing minister, that healing gift, that healing charism today, and you walk down the street, and everyone you bump off, so, so, my goodness, my, my fingers are working again, and I can remember stuff, and I can stand up straight, and, you know, it would be great, it would be, it would be fantastic. But the Lord tends not to do it. Actually, I've never even heard that. There are very many faith healers out there, but no one just bumping into people kind of by accident heal them. So... There's a reason. If the Lord leaves the cross, there is a reason. Now, someone, for example, I know, recently was healed, right? They went to um, a priest and they were healed of a, a, con a problem that they had. And, uh, and I asked them afterwards, well, how are you getting on? And they said, oh, getting on great now. Um, went to Father X and my condition magically disappeared. And I said, he went to Father X, and what happened? Well, he, you know, he prayed over me, and he blessed me. I said, yeah, and finish what you said. <laughs> finish it. What happened? Well, the, you know, the, the problem, it kind of... I said, don't say that word. Magically. Yeah, don't say magically. What happened? And then she kind of mumbled and said, Jesus, heal me. I said, exactly. And can you say it a little louder, please? Jesus healed you. Jesus healed you. It wasn't the universe. It wasn't magic. And it wasn't Father X on his own. It was Jesus through him. Okay? If you've been healed, witness to it. The, the door doesn't come here just to kind of, you know, I don't know, make your life just a, a tad more comfortable or save you the, the bother of having to go to a hospital. Uh, that's not why he heals. Okay? There's always a bigger reason. The, 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 whatever the Lord does for us, he has in mind the big picture, the, the greatest goods. And the big picture and the greatest goods are you get into heaven. 
So if an illness serves you getting to heaven, then he might actually leave that, that illness because it might actually be good for your soul. And I think a lot of people who've been on, on, on any kind of spiritual journey with the Lord, difficult as it is, with a bit of hindsight, you can say these crosses actually helped me. They actually helped me. They taught me. They taught me how to pray. They taught me to believe. They taught me uh, my own littleness, my own inability. They taught me humility. They taught me the goodness of, of God, not because he answered my prayers immediately, but because I had to actually walk by faith and not by sight for a while. My, my faith actually grew. So the Lord leaving you across for a while isn't uh, uh, the Lord not hearing or the Lord being indifferent or the Lord enjoying or enjoying your suffering or just, you know, uh, we tend to say it in Ireland, you know, do a bit of suffering. The Lord wants us to do a bit of suffering before we get into heaven. The Lord has no interest in, 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 in sending or letting, leaving suffering upon us. Suffering on its own is useless. The souls in hell suffer. It's useless. Demons suffer. It's useless to them. It's not suffering that does any good to the soul. It's suffering out of love. Love, 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 love. That's the key. So if in my suffering I can love, if in my suffering I turn to the Lord, if my suffering uh, I, I, I become more united to the, to the Lord, then my suffering has served a greater purpose. And that's how we see the lives of the saints. People intimately united with the Lord who suffered. Think of a Saint Faustina, think of a Padre Pio, think of any saint you want. The sufferings, the physical sufferings, often the, the, the mental anguish as well of being forbidden to, to minister in certain places, being rejected by their own superiors, whatever it was. All sorts of suffering. So can it be the thing that they lacked faith? Or that their prayers weren't heard or weren't good enough? No, no, no. But they're serving a bigger purpose. There was a, a doctor in Germany a couple of years back. Uh, I never went to see him. His name is Packy. I think that's his, I think that's his surname. Uh, I'm not sure how to spell it. But uh, Packy was his name. And uh, he had a kind of a revolutionary technique in muscular and and uh, skeletal issues so what he would do is like if someone comes to them for example and they're kind of hunched over like that right and they say doctor i've got a terrible migraine nine times out of ten what would an irish doctor do person has a migraine what do you do painkiller can anybody, can, the, can any of you unprofessionals out there, right? All of you unprofessional heathens see what my problem is and what's causing my migraine. Any of you, right? The tension, the tightness, in the, you know, like this, that's not a normal posture. That creates tension on the spine, tension on the bones, tension on the whole lot like. And that's caused tension in the back of the head, tension in the migraine. Okay. So what he used to do was he would prescribe not a painkiller, but different uh, maybe exercises or, or weights that a person should, should do, you know, so, um, you know, barbell rows or whatever it was to kind of to straighten up your spine, straighten up your back, and uh, with great success, with great success, with great success. And then, of course, you're not just treating the symptoms, but you're treating the problem behind it, okay? You're treating the actual issue as opposed to just killing the pain, okay? But very interestingly, 
some of our community as well who went to him, he would prescribe certain things, maybe for, for ticking knees, creaking knees, stiff joints or whatever it was, and he'd pre- prescribe certain things, certain exercises. And very often, I would say probably 60% of the time, maybe 70, people would do the exercises for how long? A week, maybe two, and then say, if they were Irish, they would have said, be grand, be grand, it'll be fine, I'll put up with it. And I, I used to find, find this really, really interesting. Like, you, you've been given an exercise, so all you have to do is spend the five minutes a day doing your little squats or doing your whatever it is, exercise for whatever part of the body uh, is causing you the, the, the problems. Uh, you will see the benefit. Maybe you've started to see the benefit already. All you have to do is just keep doing the exercises. Yeah, I know, but... A tablet's just easier, though, isn't it? Yes, but it's not fixing the problem. Yeah, I know, but... Have you any Nurofen? (laughs) And that was it. And I just thought, wow, we're interesting. We're an interesting little species. Um... Because often when we go to God, it's the same kind of thing. Hey, Lord, how are you doing? Um, look, I've got kind of a problem here. Whatever, whatever digestive issue or the tumour or something. Can you just kind of sort that out, please? And we want the quick fix. We want it just kind of to be gone so we can get on with our lives. So just give me the old healing and then we'll move on. And the Lord might say, you need more than the healing of your back or kneecap or head. You need more than that. You need more than that. You need me. And often, or I think, if the Lord, if, if the Lord is speaking, it's through the recognition of your own littleness and inability you'll find me. Often, it's through the cross you will find me. Through, your, through or in your illness you will find me. So the greater good may even be to leave us with that cross for a while. He can and he does heal. And I have plenty of stories of people who have been miraculously healed. But it's really important if we do receive a healing that we give the glory back to God. Otherwise it's better he doesn't heal us. Because then we just get on, get on our lives and back to the sinful life that we were living beforehand. Why would he, why would he allow us to do that? It's like giving five-year-old steak knives to play with. Like what do you think is going to happen? They're going to get hurt. So at times, the Lord will, will, will take something from us that we'd rather not have given, but for a greater good, for a greater good. There are other occasions then when the Lord wants to heal us and opens the door for healing, and we don't want to go through. There are other occasions where the Lord wants to heal us, and we're actually kind of comfortable in our illness. It kind of gives us maybe our identity, or maybe we're used to it, or maybe we've kind of low self-esteem, so we think we kind of deserve it. And so the, the, the option, the, the, the possibility of healing, and not necessarily in a miraculous sense, but even just through the help of medicine, doctors, friends, uh, all the various helps that are out there, available to us, and we don't want them. We, we are complicated. We're a complex little species, we are. Uh, we're... Sometimes we, we want to be we want to treat God just as kind of just you know fix my problems so I can get out of my life. Or we don't want the healing because we don't think we deserve it. 
or we get the healing and then we don't thank him for it, don't give him any of the credit, but say we were magically fixed. <sighs> how does the Lord do it? I mean, how does he do this all day? Like, how, how does he put up with us? My goodness. Like, he just wants us to listen to his words as he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. And then, if we recognize him as the healer and recognize the greater purpose of our sickness and suffering and illness, if I've recognized that and I've turned to him in faith, then, then he may well heal me, absolutely, because then it has served its purpose. It has served its purpose. Then he may well heal me. But the Lord wishes us to be healed in the deepest sense, not just have perfect bodies and all our physical ailments removed, but he wishes us to be whole people, to have a healed heart, a soul full of grace. And if, if those two are okay, if your body is a bit creaky or doesn't work as, as, as it should in some way, you'll be all right. We'll be okay. Whereas if our heart is wrong, the healthiest of bodies is useless to you. Check out the suicide rates of young men in Ireland or elsewhere. The Lord wants to heal us in the deepest way. He wants to heal our hearts. He can, possibly will, heal our bodies too, absolutely. But he wants the healing of our hearts first and foremost. Because he wants us in heaven. So Lord, today we, we want to renew our trust in you. Our trust in your providence. If you heal us, Lord, thank you. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're the best. If you leave us our, our sufferings and crosses, praise you, Jesus, and thank you. Because if this is serving a deeper purpose in my heart, well then I want to accept that from your loving hands, from your loving and pierced hand, you who know what it's like to suffer for a greater purpose. And if, Lord, we are healed, we praise you and we thank you. All glory to you. So whatever happens, win, lose or draw, Lord, you get the glory. You get the praise. You get my heart. Amen. Amen.